Dear listeners, I'm Lauren Conlon, and before you embark on this investigative journey with me, I want to offer a sincere word of my acknowledgement and gratitude. When I, as the host, first set out on this path, I was admittedly very green. I lacked the seasoned expertise and finesse that comes with experience in investigative podcasting and reporting. However, Every story has a beginning and an ending, and this podcast represents the start of my own investigative odyssey. So as you dive into these episodes, you may notice rough edges or moments where my inexperience shines through, but please know that every stumble and misstep has been a crucial part of my learning process, and I've embraced each challenge as an opportunity for growth and improvement. So I want to express my heartfelt appreciation to each and every one of you who was stuck with the story despite my imperfections because Grant's story is important. So your support and patience have been invaluable as I've navigated the complexities of investigative podcasting and your feedback, whether constructive criticism, words of encouragement, or maybe something that wasn't so nice has helped me and helped shape this podcast into what it is today. So without further ado, here is Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Corruption What Happened to Grant Solomon? I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Okay, if you thought last week's episode was emotional, I think I'm really going to get you today. I am, I'm very excited that I've been able to catch up with Angie Solomon and provide you all with an updated interview with how she's been doing. If you recall, my first interview with Angie was in April of 2023. That's labeled as the bonus episode in this podcast. And just to give you guys a little background, And as a refresher, I guess, I found the story and the case of Grant and Gracie on change.org. I got uh, an email and I read everything that had happened with this family. And I was like, no way. This is too crazy. This is too corrupt. So I reached out and I set aside 20 minutes to speak with Angie. And yeah, what was supposed to be 20 minutes turned into three and a half hours and resulted in this podcast. And I just, I haven't looked back since. And a lot of you have emailed me, not necessarily last week, but a lot of you have emailed me over these last few months and you've said, oh my gosh, I don't know how Angie has managed all these years, all of these terrible humans and all of this alleged cover up and corruption. And she is just a pillar of strength. She is just a force. And I have to agree. I completely look up to this woman. So I'm going to stop talking and yapping, and I'm just going to play my interview with Angie Huffine-Solomon, and the date is November 1st, 2023. We're all so curious, Angie. So at this exact moment in time, how are, how are you doing and how are you feeling with the progress that you and others have made in, in getting justice for Grant and freedom for Gracie? Well, and you too, Lauren. Thank you for being <laughs> well, part of it. Um, Of course. Uh, looking back on the last seven months, it's surreal to think of where we were and where we are now. Uh, we have, you know, just in speaking about justice for Grant and freedom for Gracie, we have so many people all over the world all over the world, millions all over the world now who are invested in what happened, investing in getting answers, invested in protecting Gracie and loving us and caring for us from a distance that it is, uh, I just got a feeling that Grant, mm, it's just, uh, it just feels like home. And, um, But as far as, uh, you know, how we're doing, we continue to push every day. I do. Um, Gracie does to, um, and we pray for the answers to come that we want, which is what happened to Grant and for her to be protected and for her justice to come as well. So, um, but I just, right off the top, want to tell everyone that I cannot there's no way for me to adequately thank all the people um, like yourself, um, 
like um, Lindsay, like Mikey. Um, I'm going to start naming people and not be able to like Eric, um, <laughs> Shane, um, all the content creators, all the, the, I didn't even know were out there that now do everything they can to spread awareness about Grant, to spread awareness about Gracie, to spread awareness about us, which inevitably keeps us safer, which is an ultimate goal as well. And then there's such a tremendous outpouring of support locally uh, now, um, and 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 not so local, just across the state of Tennessee, uh, that we feel very palpably, and that in itself is uh, it's a balm in times of you know things like uh, you know Grant's absence is still uh, so obvious and in my face, and the silence or his silence is so deafening still, but I see a. Um, I see a change in his legacy um, and I see a legacy being created uh, for him now. And, uh, and, you know, I always said there's a purpose. I believe God has a plan and I'm watching that plan unfold and just trying to stay in, in the lanes uh, and not get in his way. But there's just no way to thank um, so many. There's just no way. And there's no way to express to everyone out there who listens, who participates, who speaks, uh, exactly how it affects Gracie and I. Someone will come up to us if we're out in public and maybe they're, we usually, you know, I hope this doesn't bother you, but you know, it doesn't bother us to be approached. It actually is a healing for both of us. It's healing for Gracie. And, um, and we know we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So, um, but as far as we're doing, we're doing very well. Uh, Gracie is doing outstanding. Um, she is a very independent driven, uh, uh, strong willed, uh, young woman and, um, succeeding in everything she touches. So it's just a really beautiful story. I can see Grant in Gracie now, especially as they're, as she's aging, like physically and just emotionally. And, but I also see Gracie in Grant that was here. So it's really a beautiful thing. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally understand. And just, uh, looking back, I, I was going through our first interview and you've changed so much. And I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I think that when I first spoke to you, I think you were feeling alone. I do. I think that, uh, you know, you had momentum maybe back in 2020 before the pandemic and things kind of, or 2021, I'm sorry, things kind of got quiet for a while and you felt like you were fighting alone. And I could sense that. I I really could. I sensed this woman who was trying her damnedest. I don't want to curse too much, but trying her damnedest and just would not give up. And you still have this grit and you still have this tenacity, but you also have a sense of peace almost now. And it's not quite, I feel like it's not, it's not quite a hundred percent. But you have a more of a calming sense to you. I, I feel like now than when I first, when I first spoke to you and I don't know if you agree with that, but um, yeah. Yeah. Well, due to a series of events, I I did feel that way then when we first talked. But I also knew that we weren't, I wasn't alone because I, again, I always rely on God. 
Mm. And with him uh, is an army. But um, that was when I really threw myself personally into everything to uh, if there was going to be answers, I was going to get them. If she was going to be protected, I was going to get them. If she was going to justice, I was going to help get that. Mm -hmm. And little by little, one podcast after another, one a creator would pick it up and before you knew it, it was viral and, but it was still, and it, it was still, it was still an ex- extreme amount of energy and grit every day. Um, but through that, and since then, particularly the last two months, there've been a series of events that have given me tremendous peace. And I know what is coming and I know what will happen. And I know that God sees and hears us. And I know that it is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the hopes that we have will come to fruition. So uh, that was very confusing for a little bit for me because mm-hmm. I'm a fighter. But I, I realized um, in the past couple of months that we have an additional layer of people fighting for us that uh, can can see things to the finish line. And so now I can really see that in my grasp. I'm not sure when, but I know it's coming. So it, 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 there is a tremendous sense of peace. And Gracie has a sense, tremendous sense of peace as well. Um, it doesn't mean we're not hypervigilant. So don't anybody think that we're not you know, like watching our backs or we're protecting ourselves because we do everywhere we go or even here at home. But um, we ha- just have a tremendous sense of peace and also we've always had a sense that God was protecting us and we know Grant's looking over us so um, we just want we desperately want to carry out his mission and mine and Gracie's mission which was at that time was to help others once we got out um, things took a hard right when Grant didn't and uh, but that doesn't mean Gracie and I don't continue to um, fight for the for what he's the catalyst for and that's what we'll do. Yeah. Now, going back to what you said, uh, the fact that you and Grace, you do still need to protect yourself. And, you know, I, I myself, I, I talk about a lot of people in Franklin, in this state, people that are, are mere miles from you, essentially. So, you know, I think a lot of people are thinking to themselves, how do Angie and Gracie live in Franklin with these people? Why don't they move? Why, you know, why do you stay? What do you tell those people? I get asked that a lot. Um, And Gracie and I talked about this just the other night, actually. And we both agree that we do better standing than running. Um, But also, this is our home. This is where Grant was with us. Uh, We have a lot of memories here. This is where Grant is, uh, or his place is, uh, about five minutes from us. It's also where uh, Gracie attends school, which is so important. Um, she has such wonderful, such a wonderful friend group. Um, she has uh, such a wonderful, uh, she, of course, she's a track athlete. She has such a wonderful track um, program at her school and her coaches and support but she also has a track club that she 
runs with and trains with. Uh, and that is such a, uh, so much love around her with those teammates and her coach and, um, but also uh, allows Gracie to push and drive the teachers, the principal, I mean, just so much amazing support in her, uh, in her world that she has really developed herself from scratch as a freshman and she's a junior now. So, uh, we've gained strength. We've not lost that. We've not lost it. Another reason that we don't leave, and it was one prior to her establishing the relationships, you know, that I've just talked about. Yeah. Is that as a mother, in my opinion and the experience that we've had over the last 11 years, uh, leaving here would only put us in another city or location where they can come, they being the ones who have done this to us up until this point, or he could come and do this all over again. And they, they being law enforcement or um, courts wouldn't know us as well. So the odds of something being able to be done again at this point, I'm not going to, I'm not saying, I, I certainly wouldn't, um, I w- I'm not giving anyone an opportunity to think that I'm challenging someone. But right. what I'm saying is that it would be in my, in a, my mind as a mother, it's much less likely that with all the support we have, uh, which is a change yeah. locally, uh, other than our close knit, knit group of friends with all that, uh, with, um, I, I just know that this is where we need to be in order to be the safest, even though it seems like it would be the last place to be the safest. Going somewhere else gives anyone an opportunity to show up and redo the same things that have been done again. And I'm not going to give them a chance for that. I agree with that. We, we say a lot, you know, and this is not, this is not funny. This is not, I'm not making light of it, but you know, when we talked about this, offline. We're like, all right, are you guys good? And we're like, you know what? They're good. It will be way too obvious if something happened to them at this point where it's like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I, you know, no, we, I'm not we, challenging anyone. Yeah, exactly. I'm not exactly. challenging anybody. <laughs> but but we I'm it's just, yeah. yeah, we do. And you know, that's another just beautiful thing about the last seven months is like, you're my like best friend. Mm. Uh, Lindsay's best friend. You know, I could go yeah. on and on. It's true love. It's, uh, we have so much love for each other and that your own love do. supports us in such amazing ways. Um, even with pictures of track events or your kids in their Halloween costume, you know, it's just a, <laughs> a lifeline of support uh, with a common bond that really is more invaluable to, to us now than what our mission is to be loved because we yeah. both were. Alone. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't, it's, it's so, it's been incredible meeting you guys. I mean, like I, I said, I look up to you. I, I've never met a stronger person. I'm not even going to say woman, person in my entire life. And, and you know, I've read many emails where people say, if I were Angie, I'd be in jail because I'd, I would have hurt people at this point in my life. And it's true. I mean, I, I have a really bad temper. I have a really, I am a hothead sometimes. And I just... I think about myself and your position and, you know, everything that you've had to endure. And you're just like, holy crap. I mean, this is, 
this woman is, is the real deal. I mean, even going back to like the last 10 years, you know, having people on the podcast that have said, I can't believe I believed this about Angie. I can't believe I just went along with this about Angie. And now I know her and I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I guess this, this kind of can lead me to my next question. You did an incredible job recording everything with GCA, GC. I mean, it's it's been invaluable at this point. And now that these recordings have been released into the world, they have not only angered people, they have triggered people. And again, people wonder how you've made it this far. So what do you tell them? Where, where does your strength even come from? It comes from God. I went to ask him about it one day because I don't understand either. But yeah, really, you know, but I, it's never been all those things that could be done, could have been done uh, that I get asked questions about a lot. Uh, Why did you do this? Or how could you have not done that? Or, you know, they're just not my soul. They're not my, they're not my being. Um, I really believe God is in control. Um, that he has a plan. I have leaned on him as a father, a true father since I was seven. So I'm not a stranger to, um, relying on him through very dark times. I always said, I hope you're not training me for something bigger because he says he won't (laughs) give you more than you can handle. I really think that we've, I mean, when Grant, I knew I had uh, completed my my journey for him. And now it was time to make sure that everything I do and say reflects back um, as glory to him. I, I, I don't know. I have a little fire inside me. And I'm not going to say that. I couldn't say that over the years that I haven't been on the floor wailing, um yeah for days or weeks at a time or trying to come to grips with this new version of me that was created uh which was uh which also affected my children it all comes back to them and I can remember Grant being so upset that people thought the things they did about me. Um, but I, but in your, in your, in your dark, in my dark moments of them being gone or, and who they were with and with everyone. And, you know, that particularly men uh, coming after me with uh, knives yielded and are wielded and, nonsensical attacks I have been down but there's a fire in me that doesn't go out and I and it will start burning again brighter and brighter and when it when it did each time I would be able to use my bible and come to terms that what I was doing, as long as what I'm doing is in line with that and what other people are doing to me is not, 
then I would be able to maybe compartmentalize or bypass what was being done to me in order to continue to fight or to make decisions for my children. I blocked them out. I blocked them out. I know me. My children know me, knew me. God knows me. Uh, lots of medical professionals know me now. Um, <laughs> people who've known me for years know me. Um, what people say about me does not affect me. But it, but I didn't come to that easy. And that's years. That's years and years. And then uh, with what happened to Grant and my sorrow for what ha- Gracie has been through, uh, I had to do it all over again. Um, but this time I had to do it on my knees, on the ground, because he was gone, but also stand at the same time and protect her. So, and again, the only way that I could explain that is God. And any other options that people mention to me are have never been an option in my mind mm. to, for harm or for... I'm just not, I'm not built that way. And even today, I don't, I do not ever intend to reflect to anyone, including the former person who did this to us, uh, back what has been reflected to the three of us. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it in any direction. And I'm determined. I, um, I, I do feel like you've you've lived some old testament stuff here and that is incredibly heavy and incredibly devastating so i do i i like the fact that you that you said i i i think this is it for me god i'm pretty sure you've ended my um my trials and tribulations here at at this point now what am death. i supposed to do right now what do i right. Right, exactly. At the death of my my only son and and not necessarily just like his death, it's like we all can agree we're all we're all here for you and for Gracie and, and you know for a number of reasons, but the big one is that his death doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And we all think we we have an idea, we can speculate what happened, right? But we want to prove it. We want to prove it to the world. We really do. And and you know what? I, I want to prove be- it to me. Yeah, right, right. I, I want to know. And, I and why would his father not want to know? Sense. Why would his father not want to know? That doesn't make sense. What no, happened? And then another part of that is I also don't have the luxury to go to that person and say, I want to know what happened. And him say, you know what? You should. Let's let's find out. And the other part of that is the part of keeping me in the dark mm. about everything. There's so much knowledge in his head, not just that, but there's so many questions with answers that he has that we'll get to. I promise. We will. But but in but in and that's where it crosses boundaries into groups, the bigger picture. Um, yeah. but, but right at the, at the level of, of, of children, everyone should agree. Even he says he doesn't know what happened. 
that we that we I should be able to know what happened instead of again, and we'll go back. Men have made all of these decisions to close it. Men have made the decisions not to reopen it. Men have said it's a crime. Men have said it's a homicide. Men mm-hmm. at all levels. Mm-hmm. And I say that because not to be misogynistic. However, it is. It's factual, though, what you just said. It, it, it absolutely men, and they've grossly underestimated me. <laughs> Yes, they have. Now, and there's I, a few yeah. women in there who are extensions, mm-hmm. who have read, uh, who have used what the men have written about me or said to hurt us further. Uh, and there's a few in there that need their tuition paid, so they don't want to go against, uh, you know, school, or they don't want to go against the organizational rules mm-hmm. and they have no control over their tongue or their hearts or their minds, but you know, that's, that's their weakness. That's the weakness of, of a woman, but I can promise you they've underestimated me. And by saying what they did about me, um, I really turned that into my superpower because it allowed me to be exactly who I am right now, who I was, was the entire 11 years. Um, and, catalog and record and keep every document, every piece of paper, every, every encounter. Uh, and, you know, while they, and even today, you know, they think that I'm, I guess the word, the famous word is crazy. I'm not really sure how to define crazy. You know, I'm a pharmacist and I don't ever have a patient come into the pharmacy with a diagnosis of crazy. Yeah. Diagnosis. <laughs> we, right. don't have a, we don't have a medication for crazy yeah (laughs) and if was labeled crazy in this world that would be an incredibly woke term and people would go off Mm -hmm. so uh, good point wow great point great right Mm -hmm. because however if i'm labeled crazy because i have stood in there with them and i've not backed down and i'm still here and i'm not still not backing down and i'm going i'm going to fight for my children if fighting for my children and standing up for my children makes me crazy, then that's a good term. Yeah. And it allows people to grossly underestimate me. So I made it my superpower. Yeah, I agree with that. I That's a really, really good to, point. <laughs> it allows me to function at my level without them looking. Yeah. And that's what they did for all those years. They should so. feel very foolish, I, I have to say. And um, speaking of feeling foolish... Uh, I want to pivot to GCA for a second. Um, These recordings and how they reacted towards you, how they reacted to Grant and Gracie and just the entire mishandling of everything. I mean, two things. If, If they were here right now, I mean, what would you even say to them if you had the chance to to face this administration right now? Um, well, I'll start with that. But yeah, what what would you even say to them? Nothing. I have nothing to say to them yet. Mm. Okay. Wow. 
Okay. So, I mean, and this also could be, you know, us playing these, these recordings. This could be a legal thing, guys. Look, this could be very legal where I need to stay away from this until we tie some bows and some strings on some things. And, and, but, and let's not, let's not assume that all the recordings have been released. Okay. Um, I want to know they, I've seen emails, right? They love Grant so much. They, um, you know, Grant was amazing to them. They want to do right by him. Do they ever honor Grant at GCA? Do they ever do anything for him after his death? No. They did not graduate, even graduate him posthumously. Um, and he was a National Merit semifinalist. He was in all AP courses. He was in dual enrollment at uh, Middleton Seas, who's receiving college credit. And the night that, the last night Grant was here, um, when he didn't come home at whatever point I was able to go into his room, he had been working on his calculus. It was in his bed and his, com- which was unusual. He felt he'd fallen asleep working with his, comp- with his calculator and his calculus for his dual enrollment course at middle Tennessee. So, um, I did ask and I, I spoke directly to the headmaster. And, and I, in addition to that, I wrote an email as well and copied a few of the uh, administration who would be making decisions for high school graduation or teachers, um, uh, mentors that are, uh, I guess the best way to put it is just a- academic advisors, particularly mm-hmm. the ones that Grant had the most, uh, the, the one that Grant had the most trust in. And, the, you know, the response was really, we, we can't graduate him posthumously because he hasn't started his senior year. And I'm just like, I, I really don't think graduating someone after they've passed is about their senior year. I think it's about the honor of completion and because he can't use the diploma. So I'm not even sure why there was a decision there. But in addition to that, it was brought to my attention that they also will not be honoring Grant for his athletic um, performances. Uh, They will not honor him in baseball. Um, I pray that his number won't ever be worn again, the number 11. And I watch every year to see if it hasn't and hasn't yet. I don't know. But um, I know that there were a few things that they did the first year for him. And when I ask about, uh, particularly this was basketball, when I ask about that, uh, Coach Minette told me that the school, the school's attorneys had determined it was best not to uh, honor Grant. So, uh, but also I had someone actually uh, in, in, in baseball, you know, Grant was, basketball was where he took out his, aggressions and <laughs> I know there's a lot of his friends out there that know that but um <laughs> baseball was his sanctuary baseball was his sanctuary and uh and that was what you know so many people know him for so many of the kids the and they're they're all men now which is like whoa so we're talking about you know grown young men that are so many across the state of Tennessee locally that he played against that he played with that he played they're still honoring him on their own, but Grant was known for his baseball and um, even in college circles. And uh, I had a, a friend of mine, a coach, I wanted to do a tournament for Grant 
And I had a, a coach, a friend who's a coach of another high school. I was going to help do that and, and approach the coach at GCA. And he said, no, I won't participate. So, you know, I, it was, it was during things like that that I really started to recenter myself on what Grant always said. And that was two things. One, he said, mom, they don't appreciate me now and they won't when I'm gone. And he also would always tell me, just let it go. Um, the wrongs that were being done to us while they were in school that I would be so upset about, he would say, just let it go. God's in control. And I really try to model that. But in doing that, what I realized is Grant's legacy is not sports. Uh, it's not after what they've done at, to us from the school, after how they treated us after his passing, your actions Actions speak so much louder than words or honors. Yeah. And the actions are clear, very clear. Grant would not want to be honored from that location. Mm. And Grant's sanctuary now is his gift to others to provide a sanctuary to them. He's providing sanctuary to, which is another part of what I hear daily. He's providing a sanctuary to abused women, abused children, abused men, uh, depression, uh, true mental illness, not crazy. People who are like all of us who need a hand uh, or an example or a heart to follow. That's Grant's legacy. That's, that's who Grant is. And so I just put it as how much it pales in comparison to what they've done to us. And that, again, if you just sit back and let God work, the answers will be placed well in front of your hands and in your eyesight without by letting it letting it go. And that's that's what I did. And in doing that, how many people are ready? I'm so blessed and thankful of the, for the messages and the from Australia, from New Zealand, from Europe, from United States, from, yeah. I mean, that Grant has helped them or, you know, Love Like Grant has helped them or Gracie has helped them. And we're talking about all ages, not just their age, not their age that Gracie is growing to, but, and you know, I, I hear that about myself and I always leave myself out, but you know, God, if this was my destination and this is where I'm supposed to be, then I would be so amiss not to speak out mm. now yeah. uh, because we made it through what we did because of him. And it's just a really beautiful, fulfilling, wonderful uh, piece to look at Grant as being a sanctuary now instead of known for his sanctuary. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that was beautiful. I mean, I don't, I don't want to dwell on this at all because what you said was incredibly powerful. And I do think, I mean, Grant's right. It's some of it needs to be let go. Some of it, absolutely. Um, some of it, I, I do feel some like, of it doesn't. yeah, some of it doesn't because, um, legally, you know, we don't want this to happen to other kids and we don't want this, um, the phoniness of, of pretending to care and pretending that you have the child's best interest at heart. We don't want that to go any further. And, you know, uh, and that's my job yeah. now. That's Say my job. Now. Yes. That's our job now. Yeah. When I say let it go, right. there right. are things that you might be being shown that upset you or, but if you'll watch like he did, he's very mm-hmm. observant. Answers come. And we've watched and we've observed and we've been tortured and abused. And they're, they're an extension of the torture and abuse of all three of us. And I, I cannot stand by and let one more child, when there are hundreds that are coming forward, but let one more child endure this or let one more child not be posthumously graduated or let 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 people continue to use power for pain or power to f- further abuse, uh, this community has to wake up. And if I'm the one that does it, then so be it. I'm happy to stand in that position. And I know that I stand there with the backing of Grant and Gracie because he wanted the light shown on that place as well. And I don't think, again, the light could be better shown by their own actions. And those actions, thanks to uh, Anglican Watch and all of you all, are are clearly uh, with Grant's uh, personal belongings. I mean, you don't let's, get any clearer. Let's get into that because some people listening, you know, they're not on social media perhaps, so they don't know what happened with Grant's personal belongings. Now, what I'll say is you had told me about this months ago. You showed me these emails and it was, it was, frankly, it was ridiculous. You just wanted Grant's personal belongings back. It was like a baseball, a jersey, you know, a bunch of things. And for whatever reason, they were holding on to them. Now, our friend Eric at Anglican Watch put out a few articles, wrote maybe two emails to the school, and somehow getting a man involved. And again, I'm I'm not trying to be this misogynist or this feminist here either. I'm not either. Yeah, I know. But somehow getting a man involved, all of a sudden you get Grant's belongings back. And it's, it's, you know, November 1st. This is a couple weeks ago. This is like three weeks ago. I mean, what the hell? Really? What, what gives Angie? I have really tried to wrap my head around that. Um, the proof, the proof that they had them when the box arrived and I was afraid to open it. And then I opened it and I was afraid to look in it Mm. and I looked in it. It was all there. I was hit by a wave of, they had it. They had told you they didn't have it. I, I don't recall that. They, they, would, they would not. Uh, no, I knew they, I, I knew Brad had the ball. Mm-hmm. He told me he told me. 
without Brad Myers. Just, mm-hmm. Right, correct. But Robbie would never commit to how many jerseys. But I think what I, I don't know. I think what struck me the most was who are these people? They had these things, Grant's things. Why would you do this? Why would anyone do this? Why? I, I want to go back on that just a little because I still can't. What? Right now, I'm like, what? Why would they do? Why would anybody do that? And then, oh, now we're caught by a man. By a man. Oh, <laughs> you better give these back to this woman and this daughter that we have. I can't even describe the pain over those items. I begged them. I don't beg. I begged them over and over. And I was running it up the flagpole. I begged Brad. I begged. I pleaded at Christmas. Please, can you just let us have, let me have the jerseys back. I stopped even asking for the ball. Can you please just let us have the jerseys back so I can put them under the Christmas tree for Gracie? This was two years in. Gracie was so hurt and harmed. She suffered such terrible emotional damage over them keeping these things. It was like he left and then they, his belongings don't, they just, they left too. And, um, but in the beginning, after Grant had passed, the week, uh, everything was returned to me from the service. Mm-hmm. And Grant's Loretta baseball had been on the display with all of the other baseball memorabilia. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it there. I wanted that ball there. That was my idea. And a friend of his came to the house and picked it up. It was in the bag that said what it was. And then it wasn't here. So uh, he was... Uh, he was laid to rest on Saturday, the 25th, and on the 26th, the first time I took a, anything to help sleep was that night. I was afraid I wouldn't be able to sleep. I, I, I was afraid it would make me too drowsy for the week, and I needed to be alert and aware. But I, so Sunday, I, I pretty, I slept most of that day. But then on Monday, I was like, "Where, where's the ball?" And the reason was, so throughout the years, one of the pains that I had to to walk through mm-hmm. from the floor was the loss of material possessions, like their first teeth or uh, the baby books or a lock of their hair, their handprints, you know, all of these things that us moms, I wasn't really great at getting things in the book, but I had them in a box. You know, I mean, I, you know, you keep those things, right? You keep his first bat, Mm -hmm. her first bow, you, and oh, those things had all been stripped from us. So Grant and Gracie and I learned not to focus on material possessions. And that was a, that was a coming to and letting go with a lot of weeping and gnashing of teeth on the floor. And once I got to the point that we're not going to carry, you know, we're not going to take them with us when we go, that Grant and Gracie and I would talk about that a lot, like what we've lost or what we no longer have, or when you don't have pictures or baby pictures, because all those were taken from me. Yeah. That it's it's not, it's about the life you create, not the life from the past. And so, but the ball, I could not let go. 
So, and the reason was because we were homeless at the time that Grant was throwing in the state tournament. And I mean, that's well documented. People know about that. that but yes. what they don't know is that he, he, we were when he was throwing in the state tournament in that game that pushed them to his, to the next game that was the furthest that GCA has ever been Wow! in the state tournament, still to this day. And I would go, then Grant would go, you know, games are every day. So then he would go back to school the next morning and I would go to the laundromat, the wishy-washy, and I would take my little scrubbing kit for his pants and everything and scrub his pants and that ball as I was scrubbing on them at that day. And this, I have pictures of this, but the ball just rolls out of the bag and it says TSSAA. And I'm like, is this the ball he threw with in the wind last night? So I text him and he's like, wow, it's in my bag. (laughs) Yes, that's it. So in the excitement of things, he had put it in his bag and I found it. And he, and his text to me was take care of my ball mom. And I have that text. So when the ball came up missing and Grant was gone, I hadn't taken care of his ball. And I couldn't let that, I couldn't, at first I thought it'd be no problem. I just started asking everyone I could think of if they had the ball. And then it hit me one day and I thought there's no way that I should ask Coach Meyer if he had the ball. I texted him. And he said, yes, I do. I took it. Okay. Well, I wouldn't have thought I wouldn't get it back. So a series of texts between us, do you still have the ball? Yes, it's right here on my desk. I We're going to get the ball back, right? No response. So that goes on for months. And this is the week, this is the Monday after I've laid Grant to rest when I can't even, it's the first Monday without him. Because it was a Monday when this happened. Mm. And I could not let it go. And I I hadn't even thought about letting it go at that point. Mm. I just knew that that was his ball. And it, sh- I, it, it should have never left here. And I needed to get it back. And it shouldn't be taken. Who, who steals? Who takes things without being asked? Who does this? It was just another insult and deep pain. And then uh, that went on for months. And I just want to make very clear that all of this happened prior to uh, Gracie releasing her video. Yeah. So this has nothing to do with, this is before that, that he, in, mm. he intentionally took that. And and then after that, the jerseys, they wanted to use the jerseys for the year for the seniors. And I felt that was, you know, I felt that was best. Gracie, yeah. Coach Meyer promised me we'd get them back. And Gracie said, don't trust him. And I did, I did. And we cried when we gave them to him. And we never got them back. So, uh, but in the meantime of that, so I'm asking for the jerseys back prior to anything being Gracie releasing her video and I'm getting ghosted. And that continues for years. In the meantime, though, I, I do want to make it really clear that it wasn't a school-wide thing mm. because the basketball coach, Lynn McNatt, yeah. he, he asked me if I would like to have Grant's white jersey uh, they hung Grant's jersey over the back of chairs at every home and away game. And so when that season was finished, he'd ask me if I'd like to have his home jersey. And that's a special jersey because Grant always wore his clothes way too small. So he would look much bigger. So <laughs> that 
But he offered the white jersey. I know, right? He gave me the white jersey. And then he even offered to complete Grant's Letterman jacket, like make sure he had all the pins, all the bars, the baseball, the basketball, and he got all of that together. So it wasn't, he's a basketball coach and athletic director. It wasn't school-wide, although he was involved. And, and, And then it got to the point of, okay, okay, we, Gracie slept in those jerseys, the ball's gone, the pain that we suffered for two years. And then he, Robbie opened the door back up that he would return them. And it was just a series of, okay, we're going to get them back. Why are you opening this wound? You've opened this terrible wound that I have let go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let this go. It's material possessions. Gonna let it go. It's wrong. Anyway. So roll forward to uh, Eric getting involved and the last thing in the world I would have ever thought were those items coming back home. And that day, I, I'll i never forget, I waited at the do- door for the courier and signed for them, was afraid to open. It opened, looked in, everything was there. My first thought was, they did this to us? I can't believe anyone would do this to us. The, if they, I'm, I'm sure that you could imagine some level of pain, but the true levels of pain that this brought of not having grants belongings that are ours even Gracie was like tell them we don't need to get an attorney to get our own belongings back that should be the other way around yeah but um but having them back was my third was my third uh piece Hmm. I had no idea how much I had bottled up and boxed away and I had a complete come apart here in the kitchen, right about where I'm sitting now. And all those years of not having them, when I held those jerseys in my arms, each one again, I was just, I felt like he was home. And I felt like when I held the ball that everything was all right, it was going to be all right. And I just let it gush and flow. Um, And since then, I'm thankful, however it took for them to be returned, that we got them back. But it also is an exclamation point to the links that certain people will go to to hurt or cause pain. And I don't care. They're home. And I see them every morning now. And really, (laughs) that brought... Now, I have... We were talking about peace earlier. Uh, and, and to Gracie too, it brought when she so I wrapped them for her birthday and she opened the last present. She was like, <laughs> "Wait!" And she started looking at the tags and things like these are grants. These are grants. So it was just a beautiful moment for us because not knowing how much we truly had that was the last missing piece of Grant's items, and now they were home, and it just made everything feel complete and worry gone. And I couldn't thank Eric enough for what he did. And, but like I said, like that was the third sense of, that was my third moment of peace. So I have, you know, three that I have the one I have, obviously we have um, a, one certain thing I can't discuss. The second thing is Nancy Grace. And yeah. the third was coming home. And um, when they came home, no matter what happened, everything was going to be all right. It filled the hole. The hole's filled now. So that also makes us very fierce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, 
that hole was gaping. Yeah, but I we mean, I think that this, you know, in your explanation about this, um, even for me right now, I I have a lot of clarity behind this ball. Um, number one, and and why it was so important, and and number two. I think people need to know um, how how deeply the people at this school and in this community uh, hurt you, and and it was it was a choice. It was a it was a choice by them, and I mean, I it's it's truly mind blowing. It's kind of like you're you know people can't see right now your expression at the beginning of this, but you're just like why. Wait, you've had them? Wait, and you just won't get I don't understand. And and I, I yeah, I don't understand either. There are so many no. things that that I don't understand. And I think that um Grant did so much. Grant did so much for us. He brought so many athletes in to play. He brought so many friends. He he spoke to uh incoming. He was uh shadow yeah. uh, for so many. He uh they put him on panels to speak in front of parents about the school. And he, I know he was so proud because they said, is there anything that you would change? And he said, yes, I would offer lunch every day of the week. And next year they did. And he was oh like, my God. Hey. so you're telling but, me, uh, you're telling me there's no, if you walk into GCA, you know, I know my schools would have like a glass case of trophies or whatever championships they won. And they'd have some memorial tributes to people like a, maybe a plaque maybe a jersey whatever you're telling me there's nothing in that school uh, to your knowledge to your knowledge because no. i would think they would show you hey we're honoring grant you know this is this is for grant we wanted you to see it there's nothing to your knowledge oh, and that I they asked would... someone, uh, you know if his if there's yeah. anything on the field with his number um on the field uh it's something they do it they did at vanderbilt in a sad passing of a of a student, an athlete, and you know, there's like, no, there's nothing. And so, um, I, I know at one point coach Meyer said when the new field was built, he was going to have a trophy case and the ball needed to be in it. And, you know, Grant's ball would have needed to be in that. And I agree with that. Uh, except that the actions because of where they went with that ball and right. the, his performance that day um, and their team's performance that day. But when I found out that they weren't going to do any of that, then, and then knowing that Grant, that was not where Grant put his, we'll say honor. Yeah. His honor was was in his relationships that he built with the players they mm. played against, with, um, not in his performances that he wouldn't want. I said he wouldn't want to be honored there anyway, which gave me even more reason, yeah, to question why they would continue to withhold those items, uh, knowing that they weren't going to honor grant even as a like not even as a a good athlete but as, just as a student athlete who passed at the school right and i just want to remind everybody just and i want to student athlete i want to remind you of this too this is also the school 
who seem to be obsessed with Grant's father, always having Grant's father around. And to my knowledge, Grant's father still attends games at that school. Uh, so, I mean, why would you not honor you? You were, you know, you you welcome this guy on campus. You actually fight for him to be on campus. I mean, I I don't understand. And you won't you won't honor his son either. So where I don't, I, it's just it's not it's very sure. confusing. And, you know, maybe there could be something in the works between them that I'm not aware of, but. I I know as far as Grant goes, he, in our conversations that we had Mm. when he was here, as, as unbelievable as it is not to have a place of, is he's the first student from GCA that's passed as well. Mm. So to not set a precedent to honor I mean, I, and the school Gracie goes to now, they definitely honor uh, even freshmen who have passed, sadly, um, mm. in their halls. And so we're not, we're talking about that level and then the level of athlete and and then to his friends and his teammates and then to the people who were warriors on the field and on the court with him. Uh, it really sends a message to all of, to all of them that they don't really matter. In the grand scheme of things, you just don't really matter. And yeah. And so, you know, that the year that we, we followed the team the year after and we tried, Mm. but uh, they allowed his father to announce the baseball games and Gracie had a restraining order against him. Um, So, he he and his girlfriend would be up in behind the home plate announcing and Gracie and I would sit I always sat down third baseline but we sat way down third baseline and every game was so terrifying to her as much as we wanted to be there to support those boys that we love so much and still do today the the trauma of going to those games was just more than either one of us could handle. And she had a restraining order and, you know, he was even more important there than, than her. And I'll tell you right now that that alone to do that to his sister, we know how Grant protected him, protected her while he was here. That alone negates everything for that. He's, that alone takes that school. And, yeah. You don't do that to my sister. So that's why we weren't able to continue coming to support the team. We listened on something called Game Changer, but we weren't able to, to be in attendance. So basically it was a force of us out. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a really amazing point. And we, I, I went in depth on this specific subject last week on the podcast, just about the mishandlings of the restraining order. But I didn't touch upon that, that, that Grant would have been like, what are you doing? This is my little oh. sister who I literally literally died protecting died protecting yeah so i think that's that's really really and i important. think the pictures it really speaks to the the uh the staff the coaching staff the head coach making those decisions because he is yeah. well aware he has right. children of his own he's well aware how children are affected and it just didn't seem like uh it wasn't uh even when gracie threw out gracie threw out the first pitch uh I believe it was senior night. 
Um, she was so upset when she got home because he, they still had her father standing right behind home plate in the box and she had to look. So she just, it's just it was crippling. And oh, they did allow her to wear Grant's jersey that night, but then they took it right back from her. Bizarre. Bizarre. Just, I don't know what to say. It's unexplainable. And uh, what people, it will take each individual circumstance and look at it. You know, if you look at the big picture, there's obviously more to the story. And these people individually will have to deal with God. We all will have to face God on our own accounts and they'll face them for that. And I'm the pain and suffering they put me through, but the pain and suffering they put Gracie through makes my blood boil. And yeah, though we'll all answer one day. You know, as as you're discussing this, something that I, I the, or basically the only thing I can think of is that uh, Grant's father was in their ear saying, no, 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 don't give them anything. This belongs to me. But then, I don't know, he wouldn't, he obviously <laughs> didn't get it, but yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. It, um, it felt like an act of, after Gracie released the video, it felt like an act of spite right? Uh, to not do it. And, um, right. and every decision they made about Grant uh, also felt like an act of spite. Mm. Uh, every decision they made not to do for him felt like an act of spite. And uh, the, the the thing is, is that Gracie and I haven't started talking yet mm-hmm. about them. And I think that needs to be very clear. So in their anger and their animosity toward us and in the people that still uh, place their children in the care of individuals there, uh, I'm just going to tell you, if it can happen to me, it can happen to anyone. They didn't know me prior to this happening to me. They don't know me today. They know rumors. Rumors are the root of all evil other than money, and both are very congruent there at that place. Mm. And um, sorry, Max, it sounds like he's having a little attack on <laughs> Um Definitely, he's playing with the bone. But um, anyway, I I just, uh, it's it's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I can give you 10, 15, 20 different instances of danger. And if just one of those happened to another child, it's horrific. Yeah. And I, you know, I've had people on the podcast that obviously they haven't had your experience, but they've, they've had their own experience. Um, and they've been traumatized by it. And, and I think, you know, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the, the staff at this school, I, and I know this is sort of a blanket for a lot of I'm grabbing you the bone, Lauren. Give me a Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Actually, you know what? I'm going to stop talking there because I'm about to say something that I'm uh, no, probably not supposed to. But yeah, I'm I'm just going to wrap this up uh, and just. Yeah, this is we've been on for over now. OK, I'm going to wrap this up. OK, 
my gosh. Okay. Um, Angie, <laughs> this has been, yeah. I mean, this has been truly eye-opening, truly amazing. And I've, I've loved hearing what, what you've had to say. And I know that everybody listening is, is just so grateful for you. And, and I know that they look up to you like I do. So thank you so much for your time. And, uh, we look forward, all of us, to seeing what develops, truly, don't, with this case, with your story. Just love, just love me. Just love me and Gracie. And uh, everyone keep cheering her on. She's uh, scheduled. Uh, she's just knocking everything out of the park. Scheduled to graduate with highest honors. She's uh, put, chasing her dream to run D1 track and... Uh, She's uh, working out six days a week, runs six days a week, lifts six, lifts three, loves the lifting as much as she does. Such a great outlet too for her. Yeah. Uh, you know, homecomings and, and, uh, we'll have a prom this year. And, you know, she's just, uh, you know, if just to watch her soar is, is my greatest blessing. And, um, because she it definitely could be a different way. And so the support that everyone gives her, yep. you know, around the world and you and everyone else and continuing to fight for Grant and she knows you're not going to let up. She may not be out on the front line saying, you know, I know they're not going to let up, but by you doing what you do and others doing what they do, it allows Gracie to go what she does do in peace. Yeah. So that she can thrive in her element because she knows you aren't letting up and uh, for her brother uh, and ultimately for her. And I, I just can't express that enough to everyone that even though she's not like she is, everyone is really by supporting everything that she w- believes in, uh, you're allowing her to be free and thrive as a teenager should. And it's just really a beautiful thing. And um yeah, it's just that they're both sanctuaries for so many people now. Um, You're going to make mean, me cry. Mom, <laughs> Stop. Mom asked, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the loss is, is uh, the magnitude of the loss is monstrous. It's just, mm-hmm. but the legacy lives on and is developing as it goes. And, it's really beautiful because it's a legacy of saving others, which is exactly what we talked about doing. Yes. Yeah. And I thank you. I can't thank you enough. You know that. Well, stop, stop thanking me again. It's, it's like, it's doing the right thing. It's like breathing, and you're you know, <laughs> everything. Yeah. You know, we're all in this together. I mean, Gracie and I really feel that we don't mm-hmm. feel alone. We do not, as we started with the beginning, we do not feel alone. We, we feel very enveloped in love and support and believe believing her is such a you know, she she's she knows she believes herself she's going to tell her truth yeah but to have so many people envelop both of us on this journey and to hear where we've been and where we are now and uh where grant was and uh what he's doing now is just uh love and support and being and loving us for being ourselves is just the most beautiful gift anyone can give us so if that's something we have never had. So there's so much to be thankful for. And there's so much more to come. I can yes. promise you that. Uh, yes, because I don't, I don't stop. Yeah. So and much I won't. more to come. Yeah, done. 
Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Angie. Thank you for sharing. We, yeah, we're all here for you. So thanks again. Thank you. I love everyone. Wow. I enjoyed that conversation with Angie so much. And as you can see, we are still uncovering more mistreatment, more misconduct. And it's truly, it's truly mind-blowing. I literally still cannot wrap my head around this. We'll be back next week with another episode of Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. Thanks to everyone for listening.